Well, fast am I. Good afternoon and welcome to Late Lunch, which this afternoon is at Mackled Church Hall. We're continuing our Village Hall series. We have H brought the weather with us today and this is your first Village Hall, isn't it? It is. Well, it's not my first Village Hall uh, ever in my life, but it is on <laughs> Manx Radio, certainly the first time. I've been out to this hall numerous times various functions. The last time I was here I was doing a play, I think I was talking to someone about that earlier on, three or four years ago, a couple of one-act plays, but the first time on Late Lunch Village Hall. And I understand you have something of a mackled song which you might be able to do for us later. Have you got the words? I have, yes. All oh, right, I might remember. <laughs> we did do it a few years ago. Yes, well, yeah. Since the weather is so beautiful, we're starting outside uh, the Mackled Hall and in just a few moments we're going to be finding out a little bit about the history of this place. But there are some very famous residents here in Mackled. Uh, one of them is inside. Uh, she is tinkering on her harp as we speak. I can hear but it another is very well known to late lunch here on Manx Radio. It is Mrs Yorkshire, the baking bard. Um, and if we just walk over here, just standing with a magnificent vista behind you. Uh, oh, yes. How are you? You bought cake, didn't you? Oh, yes, of course. I always bring cake, yeah. <laughs> now, you don't live very far away from here at all. Um, the yellow house behind us. Oh, let's see. Oh, it literally oh, that's is. A, within walking yeah, distance. it really is yeah, a hop, yeah. skip, and a jump. Um, I think it would be fair to say you must have a poem about Mackled. Oh, of course, I absolutely love living in Mackled. I've been here 12 years, and I actually had my 50th birthday party in the village hall. My daughter was 21 the same month. We had the, so we use the village hall. It's a marvelous facility. And with, there's lots of events going on in Mackold, which it's a small place. Did you have to make the cakes for your own 50s? Uh, yes, I did oh. actually, yes. <laughs> well, we wondered if you would start the programme with one of your poems, if you don't mind. Absolutely no problem. It was a really easy poem to write because I wrote it from the heart. And it's a poem called Magical Mackold. A luxurious patchwork of pastures of green, neath a silvery blanket of mist, such breathtaking beauty, a wondrous scene. It's a place surely heaven has kissed. I climbed my cold head as the morning sun rose and the darkness surrendered to light, where the buttery bloom of the golden gorse grows and adventurous seabirds take flight. Wispy white clouds on forget-me-not skies seem to blush in the warmth of the sun. A chorus of birds sing a morning reprise, as if forming a choir one by one. The waves gently lap at the craggy coastline as the sea wears the sun like a jewel. Like diamonds that sparkle beneath the sunshine, looking over towards North Barool. The village lies tranquil, unspoiled and serene, a perfectly drawn picture postcard. I stop for a moment and drink in the scene as I quietly tread through the churchyard. Oh, beautiful mackled, a feast for my eyes, changing your mood without reason. From warm, sun-kissed rainbows to dark, stormy skies, replacing your clothes with each season. A vivid blue carpet in Ballaglass Glen, where the bluebells spread under the trees, dancing to welcome the springtime again, as if choreographed by the breeze. A canvas of colours fades into the night as the sun turns the sea liquid gold. The stars glowing embers appear at twilight 
a magnificent sight to behold. There's things that are priceless in life, they say. Their value is way beyond worth. I hope I live here till my dying day. It's my own piece of heaven on earth. Oh, yes. Wonderful. Mrs Yorkshire, the baking bard. We're going to be hearing more from her later. I think that really does sum up it how mackled uh, feels to many people. We're going to be finding out about the history of this village hall in just a few moments. But first, a little bit of Deacon Blue. The Nation Station. We are live from Mackled Church Hall as we continue our Village Hall series this afternoon. Do go to the Max Radio Facebook page for videos and photographs of what is happening here. Uh, we haven't even ventured inside yet. We are standing by a rather momentous stone. plaque here yeah. and uh, we are joined by Kath Collister and Anne Poole. And Kath, you know something of the history of, uh, of Mackled Church Hall. How far does it date back? to 1901 and it was built very very quickly it, they didn't inter they were restoring the church and uh, they had a big bazaar down at Bellevue and they had a very bad day they had three three tents um, one for refreshments one for the bazaar proper and one for the raffle which they got into all sorts of problems with um, and the archdeacon uh, later when they had a second go of trying to get rid of everything um, well he, they uh, really embroidered his words and decided that perhaps he was in uh, favour of forgery or robbery or things like that. But um, know that the bishop, when they had a second go at it, planted a seed really that, it, uh, that uh, church halls or church rooms, they called them then, he extolled the virtues of having them. And uh, so they decided. They only decided uh, in the... Um, it was November that they got permission from uh, Tinwald, um, and by May, you see, they've got the memorial stone here. It was halfway up, and by October, it was actually built. That was quick. Yeah. It was not bad going. Not bad going. And they'd already started on the um, church res uh, re renovation or restoration as well. Incredible. Now, Kath, you grew up in Mackled. Was I this a, a pivotal part of your childhood coming it here? It was, it was. And we, of course, used to travel on trams as well. But when they had the opening here, uh, they had late trams for them. Do you imagine the chaos down here when the um, carriages and the people all mingling out? Probably smelling of mothballs as well. <laughs> well, let's take a walk inside now because we are standing outside we just enjoying... Before we go, just see this stone here because I've just been reading it as you've been talking about it there. We're right in front of it now. The stone laid by the Lord Bishop of Sodrum Man of Ascension, on Ascension Day, May the 24th, 1900 with uh, R.D. Como, the vicar, T. Allen and the wardens, W.E. Callow, J.A. Moore and Murray. Uh, Mr. Murray. J.T. Murray, is it? Yes. But the bishop said it was important for four reasons that particular day. It was the ascension of our Lord, it was the Queen's birthday, the relief of Mafeking and the uh, placing of this stone. How incredible. We've got some wonderful photographs inside. So we'll just uh, walk up these couple of steps here and uh, when we go in, we hear. will see 
that there is a magnificent picture of St. Mackled on a sheet suspended from the stage, which we see as soon as we walk in here. We can see uh, Mira Royal on the stage playing for and us. Mira as well. Really can, background. Joel. We're going to speak into Mira a little bit later. And Anne, what can you tell us about St. Mackled? Well, he was a bandit in, in Ireland, and of course, St. Patrick didn't reckon much of that. So he set him afloat a, a on a coracle with bound in chains and set him free and he arrived at Mackled Head and it was supposed that he was given a meal of fish and there was a key inside which opened all his, all his chains. <laughs> a wonderful story and that is what is depicted on that, uh, on that screen. Yes, that was it, yes. Absolutely wonderful and uh, this was painted by uh, Julia Ashby Smythe. Yes, yes. It's great, isn't it? It really is, because it just gives something of the history and, uh, and the folklore of this place. And I mentioned, Howard, there are a number of photographs There's here. dozens of them laid out um, on the table. Just there. incredible. Um, there is a, a photograph of Mackle Church Hall from the 1960s. That's on the Manx Radio uh, Facebook page. And you get... a an idea of just some of the events that, that happen in this hall. Well, actually, there's an awful lot going around Mackled all the time, and that, as we were driving out, on the one hand, you think, gosh, it's quite sort of, feels quite remote to a degree when you're going out, you're driving out. It takes longer than you think it's going to to get from Douglas. Beautiful setting, of course, and down by the lighthouse overlooking the sea. But like a lot of these villages you've been featuring in the Village Hall series, it's amazing how much actually goes on and how much the sense of community is still alive and well. I hear something that does happen here is worm charming, which we're I've going to be finding out a little bit later. Worm I am intrigued by it. that. Uh, but this is late lunch. We are live from Mackle Church Hall this afternoon. Head over to the Max Radio Facebook page for videos and photographs of what we're seeing down here. I'm just going to take a break for a little cup of tea. So let's uh, hear Tracy Chapman. And you are listening to Late Lunch here on Mike's Radio. We are out in the wilds, the glorious wilds, I should say, of Mackled in the Village Hall. Beth and I, a fantastic sunny day. We've just come into the hall to look at the plethora of photos laid out on these tables, just showing the huge variety of life that goes on around this village. It's just everything the year round, whether it's Christmas, whether it's the beginning. We're going to go to Worm Charming in a moment, but a few familiar faces here. And I noticed just looking to the left, very much in keeping in Krunjik, oh, which yes. starts on Monday, of course. Uh, and a few famous faces here just to the left. I see Annie Kizik, I see Phil there as well, lurking. Uh, this is the Inkrunyuk from 2007 from the Church Hall Mackled, with a, Annie Kizik was adjudicating, as was Ooh. Phil. Yes, That's that not an easy job. I'm just yeah, looking at um, some photographs of a vintage wedding party which was held a year ago. And it just shows how versatile these spaces are. This was a wedding of Christine and Steve Taylor. The tables were dressed with tablecloths. They had vintage tea sets. You can see vases of Manx flowers. There's also local produce where possible on uh, what was a buffet-style menu which you can just see uh, photographed in the bottom. And the wedding favours were local chocolate wrapped in brown paper and uh, tied and decorated with a sprig of lavender or a packet of seeds to let love grow. And isn't it just wonderful? We say this time and time again, this community aspect of these halls and just how alive they really are. Well, they are. And you only have to look at this picture here, dated, oh, it's this year, in fact, 2019, the 5th of March. It was Pancake Day. Now, who's our Pancake Day lady? Pancake Hi. Day is 
always a familiar day and this is the actual pancake race that actually herring up the hills we have someone here who can tell us a little bit more about it i think Beth's Pam, found you are the, the pancake day expert the pancake i am queen right of that's me um i am actually the event secretary for the social club and um, as such i am the kind of coordinator of the events we have in the social club by no means the person who runs them all but and pancake day i actually do but this year's Pancake Day, we had a particularly um, successful event because we had so many people taking part. We had, um, in the adults race, we had the head teacher, um, a policewoman, two local farmers, um, a person who runs some um, holiday homes in Mackle. We had a real representation of the community. It was great fun. So you better tell us exactly, I'm, I'm never quite too certain exactly what a pancake race involves. You're basically well, running and tossing at the same time. Oh no, do you have to toss at the same time? Oh well yes, um, there are strict rules. If you are under four then there's no tossing required. However if you get as far as um, the adult race then you not only have to toss a pancake, you have to do it at the run. Oh, oh. However, what? there are a lot of um, potential cheats uh, in our population cheats. so could there ever be no surely not not in Mackle. <laughs> how do you cheat at that then pam tell us tell us the secrets well you um drop your pancake and just carry on running oh uh, yeah aren't However, you disqualified at the end <laughs> they could well be but uh, we have lots and lots of events in the social club um the pancake race is the beginning of the children's year then we have parish day as you can see where um, all getting prepared for Parish Day tomorrow, which should be, I hope, a really good community event. And that's then, the bunting zone for Parish Day, I take it. I see there's plenty of bunting around the place. That's right, yeah. yeah. This will start at the Village Green, as it did when I was a child, with um, the crowning of the Parish Queen, and then some fancy dress down there, entertainment by Dune School, who are absolutely wonderful. And then we'll follow that with sports on the field and the famous Mackled Head running race at the end of the day, oh. which should really be um, a lovely finale to our, our uh, celebrations. How wonderful. Pam, we're going to talk to you later about some of the other events that are held here. But this is Late Lunch this afternoon, live from Mackled Church Hall. We'll be back just after this. The Nation Station. We are live this afternoon from Mackle Church Hall. It's a wonderful time to be here because preparations are in place for Parish Day taking place tomorrow. As we heard, it starts outdoors on the Village Green. There's a performance by Dune School, fancy dress competitions, knobbly knees competition. Oh, Shame Howard wasn't here for that. Yeah. And um, we're standing by a magnificent ah, yes. photograph. Describe what this is. Came in earlier. It's absolutely wonderful. Laid out at the foot of the stage in a beautiful oak, I think it is, uh, frame. And this is a picture dating back to 1910. And if I read the inscription across the bottom, it says, presented to Mr. Thomas Crane, superintendent by the teachers and children of St. Mackled Sunday School, November the 10th, 1910. And they are all assembled outside the door. The door, I have to say, is hardly altered at all. So if you look at the building, it's pretty much exactly as is. The people, on the other hand, I dare say, aren't. They are all, and it was remarked upon earlier on when I was looking at this picture, why are they wearing what appears to be summer clothing when it is clearly uh, November? I think the answer is they are in their Sunday best bib and tuckers. They've all been told to come along and get dressed up to the nines. They've got their best bonnets on, the men are in collar and tie, the ladies have all got bonnets on. My eye was drawn to this lady here initially because you thought, my goodness me, she looks incredibly cool for 1910 and that she's got shades on. However, I think being 1910, I doubt if she was doing it for fashion, I think she might have either been 
blind or might have just had an issue with her eyes. But you just see her, she stands out in as much as you think, goodness me, someone wearing shades in 1910. She really does. And do you know what gets me is that this photograph, you see how solemn the faces are, very, very serious, apart from one little chap uh, just he's in the middle of the, the front. Middle. He is just breaking into a smile, which Where is absolutely his wonderful. His companion there. on his left looks <laughs> distinctly grumpy, yeah. like, I do not want to be here. And Bearing you know, in mind, they oh. might have taken, of course, a few minutes to actually do the exposure. It wasn't just a click and, you know, click and move on. I'd love to know who these people were. Maybe somebody will be able to tell us a little bit later. But um, you might be able to hear some harp playing in the background. And I'm so thrilled that once again we have a very, very talented Radio 2 Folk Award winner, no less, Mira Royal, with us. And uh, you might remember, if you were listening to the Laxey Village Hall, then Mira was with us then as well. But you're a famous resident from these parts, Mira. I am. I'm from here. I've lived here my whole life. It's very close to home. And did you have a birthday party or something here? I can imagine it's the sort of thing that Mackled residents do. We used to we used to uh, come all the time for like uh, like events and things for Parish Day. I remember being Parish Queen actually ages when I was like ten. Oh, that'd be brilliant! No, it was really good fun. Got a lot of memories in this place. Yeah. So did you get invited back now as a celebrity uh, musician? Oh, I, d I don't know about celebrity, but I, 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 it's nice to get asked to come here and play for everyone. So. Wonderful. And I um, was wondering whether you'd be able to play as a song. I know you've been uh, beautifully accompanying us this afternoon in the background, but have you got something specific you can play for us? Of course, I'll give you a tune. Um, I'll play uh, this uh, Scottish tune called Scottish Curlew, um, um, which my friend Ray taught me. And then I'll go into, because uh, we're going away to Lorient in a couple of weeks, and um, I'm entering the harp competition there. And um, I think uh, it's all about Galithia uh, in this year, so I've learned a Galithian tune and play there and then um, I'll give that a go as well which I've never played in front of anyone before so it could go really wrong. Oh <laughs> well do you know Mira we wish you all the best for Lorient and uh, thank you so much for being here. Mira Royal take it away.
Mira Royal, thank you so much. It never Beautiful, fails it? to amaze me how effortless you make that look. Could I pick it up um, very quickly, do you think? I reckon so, with a oh. lot of practice. <laughs> I always wanted to play the harp. I used to watch Harpo Marx in the Marx Brothers. He used to play the harp when I was a kid, you know, watching the films as a kid. I thought, isn't that fantastic? And then I think I had a very vague try somewhere once. I thought, this is incredibly difficult, so I gave up straight away. Oh, shame on you, Shame on you, I think I just tried one. I thought, this is very difficult. Oh, Mira, let us know how you get on in Lorient. And if you don't mind, just uh, playing again in the background because it's so beautiful. Thank you. And I have one final much. question. What's the ladybird? Is he a good luck symbol on the oh, on the top yes. of the? This is it's a it's a harp that used to belong to Leona Phillips, and um, and she passed away a few years ago. And she had loads of harps, and um, she said that she wanted all of her harps to go to young harpers on the Isle of Man, and so I got her starfish. Oh, it's been amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. Incredible. We are live from Mackle Church are. Hall. Um, and what's brilliant about places like this is that there are always stories about events that happen here. There are always quirky little tales of things that no have gone on stories. in years gone by. And I understand that Keith Karouche is someone that we should speak to. So we will uh, just position ourselves over here. Keith, hello. Oh, did you? Have I just interrupted your biscuit? I'm so sorry about that. We'll just sit down here. Uh, Keith. You are from round these parts. Yeah, Beth, I was born in Mackle 73 years ago. So I think I'm uh, unique in that today, being the only born in Mackle person. Yeah. I've got uh, a few thoughts that I'd uh, like to share with you. I might be a bit too long-winded. Um, an older friend of mine, in, all relating to this hall one way or the other, an older friend of my childhood, Minnie Watterson, She'd be born about 1890. She said, any dues that were held in this hall had to be by moonlight. So they gauged all the occasions to be full moon. So they came in the full moon. There were no torches, no cars, and that's how they were. And then in similar vein, my dad, Charlie Carouche, he said that a man came from Cumberland to buy all the mackled wool every year. And once he processed the wool, he made blankets, and the sort of national lottery prize in those days, you came to a whist drive in this hall specifically to win the blanket. It was such a big deal. So they had a better attendance at this whist drive than any other. Um, in, in association with this hall, I'd like to mention this uh, picture in the hall and outside we've got a sundial which dates back to 1700 and the children all play on the green around this sundial not knowing how old it is and then in the church we've got the mackled cross which is back to 1200s which predates St Peter's in Rome and the, the porch of this church also so we're all in association with this hall and when you were growing up Keith were you aware of how significant things like the crosses were no, not really. I did have a, an excellent uh, teacher, Frances Davidson, who tried to encourage us in things Manx. And she gave us a general awareness, but uh, I don't think that we were really steeped in, in those crosses at that stage, no. It's something you appreciate, I think, as you get older, isn't it? If you're living in a place for a long time, and I think you go through a stage in sort of early stages of life, in your teens, you might get a bit bored with somewhere, and then later on you really begin to appreciate just how special your local area is sometimes. Yes, the, um, I like the one about Jew and the priest who lived up in the wilds at the top end of Cornet, and he knew who the big shots were, St. Patrick and Malachi, 
but he said, I am the priest in Cornet Dale. So he was big time uh, around these parts. Um, back to the hall, in the uh, political meetings were frequently held at election time here. My father lost his first attempt at getting the House of Keys, 1945, a by-election, but he got elected in 46, and thereafter, the political meetings in the hall attracted massive crowds where people had to sit in the windows and all perch all over the place. And so he went on to, to uh, win 10 elections from this hall, you might say. This is the sort of root of his politics hmm. of 54 years in Tinwald. Um, back to, I think that the most memorable occasion was the presentation here at of an illuminated address, a very decorative scroll, to Sarah Ratcliffe, who later became canon. Sarah Cannon. She lived in Corneille in a small, um, single-story, picturesque cottage, and she kept chickens and goats. She never had a car. She went to town on the tram. She. Uh, collected cash for endless amount of charities as she walked to collect over decades she walked and she collected for more than more than 10 charities which include the poppies the, uh, the guard dogs the deaf the blind anti-cancer you name it she was doing it and the the address of thanks to Sarah was signed by the office holders of the patron, the president, all the office holders of every society, and there were at least 10 on this scroll. So it was a summary of the, the great and the good of the Isle of Man, all marked Sarah's achievement in walking endless miles to do it. So that's probably my happiest memory. Oh, wonderful. And as we keep saying, Howard, it really does show just how important these spaces are for all sorts of reasons it's much more than than a church hall in so many ways oh i think so and, and very much now where we have this age of social media and we're hearing all the time people have never been so connected and yet never been so disconnected and places like the village hall is what it's really all about and just a couple of have we got time to do a couple of little fun items? oh go on why not um over the years they have millions in here and, and my profession is an auctioneer I've stood on that stage many times doing the milliers and on one occasion I was selling a box of eggs and my friend John at the back calls out and said, how big are they? <laughs> well, for the listeners, I'll have to say that this hall is about 45 feet long. I was at the stage at one end and he was at the back end. When he said, how big are they? I said, try one. And I lobbed him an egg down the length of this hall. He was smart, caught it, Ooh. and lobbed it back. <laughs> I had a lucky second catch, and on my third it's attempt... It's all going to go wrong, isn't it? ...to catch him, it went wrong, because <laughs> there were perpendicular lights at that time, and it was a, an absolute bullseye score because it hit the light, and then the vicar of the day, who was the Reverend Ewan Corlett, who brought the Great Britain back from Falklands to Bristol. So he was famous for getting egg on his head 
and the Great Britain. <laughs> oh, Keith, thank you so much. I think um, we will have a podcast which we will record after this programme, which will be available to download from the Manx Radio website, so we might get some more of your uh, stories and memories there. But let's just find out again about some of the other events. We talked about worm charming earlier. Ooh, well, I we need to find out about this worm charming there because is there is a photograph. Worm charming down here with a photograph of what worm charming involves, which I have vaguely heard of it before. It is, here we are, just down on this table down here now. Well, I think it is, you basically try and charm the worms out of the ground by some form or other. I'm not quite too sure how you do that, whether it's making the sound of a seagull or making a sound of another worm, perhaps. But this is uh, the Mackled Church Worm Charming. Now, there was someone around here who was yes. a bit of an expert. Who is on the that. worm charming Who's our expert? worm charming expert? Ah, here we are, there we are. I thought you looked like a worm charming lady. So, <laughs> tell us just what is involved in worm charming? Charming. Well, they set out the pitches so square and you can you can water it the pitch you can bang on it you can put forks in you mustn't dig up though you mustn't dig anything up and then supply with a jar with soil in to put your worms in and you see how many worms you can get in when the vicar used to decide how long I can't remember how long they dug for about 20 minutes I think and he blew a whistle at the end and they had to stop and then there was prizes for the most worms, the fattest worm, the longest worm. And so on, yes. And no hot worms were, uh, no worm no, returned, no. I suppose, but they're all returned to the soil. Yeah, but not till the evening after oh. dark, so the birds couldn't get them. Well, there's a good thinking. And I've heard about it before. So how long has this been going on? Is this something that's just it's been about, a new? No, three or four years. Oh, it's right. relatively new, but it's become... I think it will become an annual event it's an annual now. Thing. And yeah. is it what, the summer, did you say, or when about does it take May, place? In May, May time. In May, yeah. May, June time, yeah. Right. And have you had a go yourself? No, I'm usually the one that supplies the tea and the cake in the hall. <laughs> And tea and cake are crucial to events like this. Any any village hall has to have tea and cake. We were talking about um, some of the events, and of course we've got Parish Day tomorrow. And let's just find... She's going into the kitchen, working into the background. Pam again, this is is the hub of the church hall in here. This is where all the work gets done, yes, you're quite right. I'm not usually in here, though, I must uh, confess, I'm usually out there doing something more. The beating uh, heart of the village hall. That's right, but that's not me. <laughs> so remind us again of your role. My role is the event secretary of Mackle Social Club, and um, I would like to emphasise to anyone who's listening that Mackle Social Club is a thriving organisation. We really appreciate it in Mackled, but we want as many people as would like to join it to come and join us because it is not confined to parishioners. We want all the parishioners to, who can to come and join us, but anyone in the island can join the club. And we welcome lots of new ideas. So if you've got um, ideas of something you'd like to do and you need a group to do it in, then please come and join us. Look at the Facebook page. And I mean, we've just heard about some of the, the wonderful events that are held over here um, and the people that can use the space, everything from weddings, there's parties, there's right. all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, some of the more unusual things are what? Well, I think... Worm charming? Worm charming, <laughs> of course. I think the Hopchine perhaps is a little bit unusual now. We like, if possible, to keep as much as our heritage alive in the social club, and so we have a Hopchine event here. 
It's more aimed at um, the younger children because we're hoping that older children are out doing Hopchine around the houses. But for the little ones, we have a wonderful evening. Um, they have to make turnip lanterns. We don't allow anything but turnips. Quite right too. Yeah. Um, they're much harder to um, etch, but they, they do a great, great job. We have a few games, dressing up, of course, which they absolutely love. Are you allowed bobbing apples? We often have had bobbing apples, but we haven't done it recently, okay. really because of the time constraint. But um, what they do do is sing lots of versions of Hopchine, which is lovely to hear. Oh, has Michael got its own song then? Because I know obviously from Peel where I'm from, Peel, we've got yeah. the Peel version. Michael doesn't have its own, um, although we do have the original Hopchine in Manx, which we learned at Dune School ourselves. But we have um, people coming from all over to our Hopchine celebrations. And last year we had a really lovely rendition from a boy of six, I think, who sang right through the Peel version for us. And I actually, I've learned um, in my older years that the way of doing turnip lanterns in Peel is quite different from the way we do them in Mackles. Oh, is it the, the way up that you it's hold it? The way yes. up you yeah. hold it. Yes. yes. I didn't come across this until quite recently. Ah, oh, that's both yeah. of us then. Uh, yes, they hold the stalk of the turnip and so that it becomes a lantern they can mm. carry around. Whereas we use the stalk as the chimney. As the chimney, of course. Yes. What else would you use the stalk exactly. for? You'd use it to hold as a handle. We're very sensible yeah. that Peel way. <laughs> um, so if anyone is listening then, Pam, and they think that maybe they would like to use this space, they'd love to get in Involved. It's a great way of just bringing people together. This is what we want. It doesn't matter if you belong to the Mackle community, we just want to um, foster community spirit, whether it be in Mackle or in the island, then please come and join us and we would really welcome any of your ideas and certainly new people to join us. And what better day to come down here then for them for Parish Day tomorrow? Tomorrow, yes. Anybody who feels like it, yes please, we're going to have a really good day. The weather forecast is good and we should have a super day tomorrow. Is that throughout the day? Yes, we start at two o'clock with the crowning of our parish queen and we'll end with the mackled head racers at probably about half eight, nine o'clock. So if you fancy yourself as a bit of a fell runner, then please come and, um, but be warned, it's um, a little bit tricky and we don't want any broken ankles tomorrow. So to be a bit restrained exactly. as well. We did hear that there's a knobbly knee competition and just yes. very quickly, um, I know you can't actually see yeah. Howard's underneath his trousers, right. but do you reckon maybe he'd be in with a shout? Well, let's have a look. Just hang on. He's just rolling his trousers up. There they oh, are. They no. are really, really nice knees. Um, I'm not sure that he'd win. I don't think they're knobbly enough. Actually. I don't think they're knobbly enough. Actually. I think they're probably they just too shaky. But um, if he comes tomorrow, then the verdict will be out. Well, thank you. thank you so much. We are going to record a podcast after this programme, which you will be able to download at manxradio.com. So thank you so much to everybody here at Mackle Church Hall for having us this afternoon. Thanks to Sarah Hendy, who's produced our social media coverage, so, Mark yeah. Burrows, who's been pushing the buttons back at Broadcasting House, and Andrew Beasley for being our on-site engineer. The podcast, as I say, will be available very shortly. But to play us out, as has become something of a tradition with these programmes, particularly fitting today as we Ooh. overlook Mackle Village Green, here is Kate Rusby with the Village Green Preservation Society. Thank you so much for listening. Good Until Monday, go. goodbye. Cheerio. The Nation Station, Manx Radio.